is the number one community in the world that you can't get back once it's gone. Time. So I will keep this brief. I'm Muthita Banu, a time efficiency expert and a business operation strategist, who's as known as the Time Queen. Welcome to my Get Unstuck Radio. Running a business can be very overwhelming at times, especially in the first few years when you are required to wear hats and do other things. You started your company because you had a vision that almost every business owner has when they begin. You wanted freedom, true freedom. So you are in the right place to help you build and grow your business that support your lifestyle, not the other way around. Without further ado, let's get unstuck. Hi, Get Unstuck Nation. This interview today, you don't want to be missed because I have here my dear friend Lee Shea McDonough from Coach with Clarity. Who doesn't like Clarity, right? So let me introduce Lee to you. Um, Lee's a founder. Of course, with Carity, um, the training and education company for intuitive, um, innovative life and business coaches. So you know me; I have course background as well. But today we're really going to go deeper about this coaching career. So please welcome Lee with me. Thank you so much for joining Get Us Up Radio today, Lee. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah. So before we get into this entrepreneurial journey, oh, sorry. I mean, into your coaching career, um, can you please tell me about how you started your entrepreneurial journey? Yeah. So I founded Coach with Clarity about six years ago, and that was after a career in. Uh, counseling and psychotherapy. So my background is in social work. I've got degrees in social work and public health. Mm -hmm. And I spent almost 15 years providing therapy for individuals, couples, families. Uh, In large part, I spent a lot of time with the U.S. military because my husband was in the Air Force. So when he got out of the Air Force in 2015 and we moved back to the States and settled in North Carolina, I knew that I wanted to continue serving people. And I also got this sense that mental health was no longer where I wanted to serve. Uh, And I have a high level of respect for clinicians because I know how hard that work is. It's just, I wasn't feeling called to show up in that space in that way. I started looking for other paths to serve people. And while I was doing that, my husband, who is a dentist, a, a periodontist, he was buying a dental practice in our town. And I saw him have to navigate that tricky territory between being a clinician and working in your business and being a business owner and working on your business. And that was a very tough transition for all of us because when you go to school to become a social worker or a dentist or a doctor, they don't necessarily teach you the business side of things. And so I started wondering, wow, wouldn't it be great if there were someone out there who could support him in his journey? And that's ultimately what led me into coaching and business coaching. So the more research I did, the more I realized I think I can do this. I think I can use a lot of the skills that I've developed as a therapist to help entrepreneurs, business owners, uh, healthcare professionals and coaches. And so that's what I, that's what I do now. After providing business coaching for a few years, I had a lot of my clients ask me, 
Hey, this coaching thing, this sounds pretty cool. How can I do that? And that's when I started providing training and education around how to be a coach. And now I run programs that are accredited by the International Coaching Federation to help people become coaches and maintain their coaching credential. That's amazing. I mean, and why you decide to go with the name Coach with Clarity, how that's important for you? Yes. It's kind of funny. I'm so glad you asked this question because I'll be honest with you. That was not the first name that I chose in my business. My first name and actually that the technical name of my, of my LLC is Caravelle Coaching. Uh, Caravelle is a ship and it was originally designed to be a merchant ship. It was just going from port to port, making small little trips. And then at some point it was reconfigured to be a ship of exploration, to cross the seas and to find new lands. And that metaphor of transforming yourself from one thing into another and expanding your horizons and expanding your capacity really resonated with me. Um, but it was a little metaphorical and I'm not sure it really resonated with my audience. Nobody knew what a caravel was. Nobody really understood what caravel coaching was. And to be honest with you, I made a small workbook, like a guide back in, I don't know, 2017. And I called it coach with clarity. And the more I kind of started working with this, I realized, oh my goodness, I, this isn't just a little ebook. This isn't just a workbook. This is a brand. This is an identity because so many of the people I was working with who were my clients said they wanted more clarity around their purpose, around their passion, around what they wanted to do. And then also as coaches, oftentimes we benefit from that same level of clarity of wanting to know how we can bring that into our business and our lives. And so really this little seed just began to sprout. And ultimately I realized my business name is Coach with Clarity. And so that was really the brand identity that I stepped into a couple years into my business. So for anyone out there who's worried about picking the right name for your business, take it from me. You can change your mind. You can you can pivot and go a different path and it'll be okay. Yeah, but that's a so sweet story of changing the name though. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And I think you mentioned, I think something that I would like to talk with you today I think clarity is so important. Like many people just still like at some point they could forget, but, and then something missing in their mind or something more important coming in. So regarding to that, like how can we live our life with alignment in your opinion? Yes. What I see a lot is that people wait to take action until they have clarity. And oftentimes it's the other way around. We get clarity from taking action. So then the question becomes, okay, how then do I take action if I don't have clarity? Because I don't want to make a mistake. I don't want to do something wrong. Um, and we can have a whole conversation about if it's even possible to make a mistake. That's a, that's a whole other thing. But what I would suggest is that when we take actions that are consistent with what matters most to us, consistent with our values, then that is going to keep us on the right path. And that's going to help us find that clarity we seek. So the starting point for me with a lot of my clients and, and in my own practice as well, is to be really clear about what my values are. What matters most to me? What do I want to be known for? What is my legacy? Um, you know, if I, if I were attending my own funeral and people were getting up and telling stories about me, what would I want them to share? How would I want to be described? If I can ensure that my actions are consistent with those values, then I know I'm on the right path. And that path will lead to the clarity that I'm seeking. 
would you agree with me if I ask you that when we see our clients or our surroundings, people, um, they tend to know more about other people than themselves? I think that's probably true for the vast majority of people. Uh, and I think to an extent, for all of us, because we do have blind spots. There are things that we know about ourselves that no one else knows, but the flip side is true as well. There are things that people observe or perceive about us that we may not be aware of. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I think that absolutely works both ways. And so when we can get that outside perspective, preferably from someone we trust, that can really open our eyes and deepen our own self-awareness. And that will help us gain greater clarity as well. Mm. But how can we ensure whether this is what we give value for or it tends to be very important to us in order to moving forward in life? Well, I think this is where doing some work around values clarification can come in. And if you're not sure about what your values are to begin with, I would ask you to think about the times in your life that you've been the most proud, the times in your life that you've been the most angry, the times in your life that you felt the most fulfilled. When we think about those times, oftentimes they will point to the things that matter most to us. And that angry one is really interesting. I know that might sound a little funny, but oftentimes when we get angry, it's because a button is being pushed and behind that button is a value. Mm. So if I'm getting angry because um, another parent uh, intervened and was telling my child what to do, and I'm getting angry because who are you to tell my child what to do? Well, what's behind that? Well, maybe I value autonomy as a parent. Maybe I value independence. Uh, maybe I value uh, being seen as a competent parent. And if this person is stepping in, are they judging me? There's all sorts of things behind that anger. And that can point to what really matters most to me. So I think, I think checking in with what angers you can help you determine that. And then the flip side too, those moments where you're feeling fulfilled, proud, content, that can signal what, what we want to create more of in our lives as well. That's a very good way. Yeah. I have never think about that because we protect something that we really dear to our heart. That's why. Mm -hmm. But then if we follow our values and protect it and go along with it heartfully, um, then suddenly it appears to be the mistake. You remember you mentioned that if we tend to make mistake, how can we go through it? <laughs> yes. Well, so there's a couple things that I think we can kind of explore here. The, the first thing, when I think about the times in my life where I've made a mistake, where I've made a decision that I've regretted, or I've taken action that later I've just felt, ooh, that, that was not the right choice. When I think back, at some point in my decision-making process, I had a gut feeling that said, eh, this is probably not what you want to do. So my intuition was present and I made a decision to go against it. And typically when I get that, that nudge, that, that, that inner knowing, that sense that mm, you may want to reconsider this and I, and I violate that, that's usually when I wind up making that mistake. Now, Every mistake can lead to something. We can learn from every mistake. It may actually open up other opportunities that wouldn't have been possible to us before if we're willing to learn and grow from it. So even in mistakes, we can find possibility. We can find opportunity. 
But I also think that if we give voice to our intuition and we allow that to be a part of our decision-making process, that will also help ensure that we're staying on the right path. But if the the mistakes happen and it's so blocked out that we were like, couldn't get out of this box at all. Do you have any mm-hmm. suggestion to anyone who feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm already in the corner? Yes. This is where working with a really trusted coach can help. And I think there are some self-coaching strategies that we can do as well. Oftentimes when we're, when we're feeling backed into a corner, we are feeling stressed, which is understandable. And when we're stressed, we tend to kind of narrow our vision. And all of a sudden we start thinking in yes, no, good, bad, right, wrong terms. Everything is a binary. So it might feel like you only have two choices. Either I do this or I do that. And so as hard as it is when we're feeling backed into that corner, sometimes the challenge is to see, are there really only two options here or are there other possibilities that are available to me that I might not be considering because I'm under such stress? So that's that's one thing. The other thing too, I... I'm speaking for myself here, but I suspect a lot of us feel this way. When we make a mistake, there's often a tremendous amount of judgment, self-judgment that comes with that. That self-judgment sometimes shows up as guilt. Sometimes it shows up as shame. And so we take very personally this mistake that we've made and we allow it to define ourselves. And one of the things that I talk about in my book, Act on Your Business, is that we tend to get hooked by those thoughts. We have that thought, I've made a mistake, I'm a screw up, and we fuse with that thought. And all of a sudden, because I've done something wrong, I am wrong, I'm a bad person, and we just kind of spiral down. What we want to do is see if we can defuse from our thoughts so that we separate our sense of identity and who we are from what we do. Certainly the actions we take represent us. It represents our values and so forth. But just because we've made a mistake, it doesn't mean that it has to define us moving forward. And so when we can create some space between those judgments and our identity, that's where we can find more space to find those possibilities and kind of navigate our way through whatever situation we found ourselves in. What I hear you mention a lot is about your think- the thinking process. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, I think this is where mindset work comes into play. And I know mindset is a, is a pretty loaded term. It's used a lot, yeah, actually. Really yeah. Pretty yes. Big. And yeah. And, and so much so that it's becoming a buzzword. And I, I feel that sometimes we kind of gloss over what it really means when we're talking about mindset. Uh, and my definition of mindset may be a little different than other people's, but when I'm talking about mindset, I'm talking about the way we relate to our own internal environment. Mm-hmm. So our thoughts, our feelings, our sensations, our memories, all of those internal private experiences that, for example, I'm having a thought right now. You wouldn't know I'm having that thought unless I share it with you. So all of those private experiences inside, how we relate and respond to them, to me, that's what falls under the umbrella of mindset and mindset work. So it involves being aware of our thoughts and our thought processes, also our emotions and our sensations, and then 
deciding consciously how we want to respond to them. Just because I have an unwanted thought doesn't mean I have to believe it. Just because I'm having an unwanted emotion doesn't mean it's not safe for me to experience it. And so when we think about how we want to respond to those thoughts and emotions, that's at the heart of mindset work. That's at the heart of deepening our self-awareness. And that absolutely influences then the actions we take based on not just what we're thinking or what we're feeling, but how we're responding to them. Mm. Yeah. Do you think your previous work before you become a coach really guides you the way that you coach others? Yeah, absolutely. So ACT, um, you know, the title of my book, ACT on Your Business, ACT is in all caps because that stands for acceptance and commitment therapy. And in coaching circles, I see it referred to as acceptance and commitment coaching. But uh, back in 2009, I went through a six-month traineeship in acceptance and commitment therapy. Mm -hmm. It really changed the way not only that I worked with my clients, but also how I viewed the world. I had a mentor that I met with for that six-month period, and he said to me that if you are going to be a powerful ACT therapist, you have to be willing to do the work yourself. And so anything that I would expect my clients to do, I did too. All of the worksheets and workbooks, all of that, I was doing that work. And so in my life, for me, I, I see a, a dividing point between life before ACT and life after. And mm -hmm. so all of those ACT principles certainly guided my experience as a therapist, but they're not just limited to the therapy room. These are principles that are applicable universally. Uh, the mindset work, developing meaning, knowing your values, uh, seeking mindfulness, all of those things are relevant regardless of whether you're a therapist or a therapy client or, you know, it's just for all human beings. And so I definitely pull a lot of those principles into my work as a coach. I like to think I pull them into my work as a parent, my work as a partner, my work as a human being, because it really encompasses who I am and what I believe. And how it's like, like how your program really works? Like how many programs do you have? Within Coach with Clarity, um, I have a few. So um, I have the initial certification program. So that's for people who want to become coaches or want to become more powerful coaches and who may want to seek a credential through the International Coaching Federation. And certainly there's a lot of ACT training within that program. So I would say it's an ACT-oriented uh, coaching program. Um, I also run the Coach with Clarity Collective, which is more of a membership program where we explore both the business side and the art of coaching. Lots of ACT principles in there as well. And then um, I do work with a limited number of one-on-one -on -one clients uh, for kind of a hybrid coaching consultation approach. And much of the work that we do around mindset, around values, is really anchored um, in those acceptance and commitment coaching principles. So certainly it's a thread that runs through my certification programs, my membership, my group programs, and also my one-on-one my -on -one work. Let's ask you about the certification. I think many people these days also want to be a certified coach. And mm -hmm. I mean, I was one of the person who um, been searching about which organization should I go for and ICF was what I chose for. So I haven't got one yet, still on process for many years, but I mean, it's in the process. So how it's like being certified, especially through ICF organization. As a coach. 
As a coach, I, I really value having a credential or having ICF accredited training because ICF has a set of core competencies. So these are standards that as coaches, we have to meet and we receive the training and education in order to do so. So as an ICF credentialed coach, it's very helpful for me to know there's a framework that I have. There are some guidance and some guidelines. Uh, and so having that, that general structure is very comforting. It helps me create the container uh, for my clients. But then once we have that established, there's still a lot of freedom and flexibility in terms of how I work with my clients and, and how we partner together to help them achieve their goals. But knowing what the non-negotiables are, knowing what those coaching fundamentals are, it's a very helpful as a coach. And then also as someone who provides coach training, I appreciate having that too, because it helps me ensure that the, the teaching that I'm providing and that the certification program meets those standards so that when I'm sending trained coaches out into the world, I know they're going to uphold the ethics and the values of the International Coaching Federation. They're going to ensure that their work is client-centered, that the client's agenda leads the way. They understand what it means to be an ethical coach and how to balance any sort of power differential in the relationship. So I think Having that kind of structure can be helpful. I don't mean to suggest that only ICF credentialed coaches are legitimate coaches because that's not true either. I know a number of coaches who have opted not to go the credentialing path uh, because it's not a requirement for our, for our industry. And just because they haven't gotten those letters behind their name doesn't mean they're not effective coaches. They are. But what they've all done is that they've invested in their personal development and they've invested in their coaching education. And there are so many paths to educate yourself as a coach. A training program, a credentialing program is one path, but you can also work with a mentor coach. You can seek workshops and retreats and continuing education. You can read books and listen to podcasts and create a self-study program. So I think every coach should commit to furthering their own education, but what that looks like, that might be very different from coach to coach. Yeah. Wow, you answer it very well. So in case anyone want to work with you, because I mean, if, if anyone listen until now get a stagnation, I mean, you would see the way that um, Lee explained things. And I think it's very calming and understandable, like very logical, that easy to understand. So if someone want to work with you or follow you, where could they reach out to you then, Lee? Wow. Well, what a high compliment you've just given me. Thank you. I really treasure of that. Course. Yeah. Um, the best place to, to find me is at my website, which is coachwithclarity.com. That's where you can learn more about my podcast, the Coach with Clarity podcast. You can also learn about my certification program and the Coach with Clarity Collective. That's also where you can download my free Coach with Clarity business blueprint. So if you have questions about how to get a coaching business up and running, uh, that blueprint is really helpful. And you can get that at coachwithclarity.com slash blueprint. But definitely find me on the website. And I'm also over on Instagram at coach with clarity. Feel free to hop in my DMs. I would absolutely love to get to know you and your coaching goals better. Everyone, everything will be put in the description below. And thank you so much, Lee, for joining Get Unstuck Radio today. Thank you so much for having me. I've so enjoyed our conversation. I hope this episode inspires you to get unstuck wherever you are in your journey so that you can have your business that supports your lifestyle. Get a show note at helpyougetunstuck.com today. Start implementing what you have learned. 
the result of your consistent effort and improvement are worth it because you deserve the freedom to enjoy your life. Speak to you next time and don't forget to get unstuck.